the intro. Possibly you if I did the shit. Get your facts straight. Ah! What a twist. We ride the cars, okay. make dreams of time. <laughs> Where are the foes you okay. can't trust? <laughs> we blind the eyes of history. Your ass bit the dust. We tear ourselves down from your cross. Stop, I'm sick of your bullshit. All right, everybody, welcome to the Silver Emotion Podcast. Uh, my name is Will, and uh, with me is the uh, the one and only uh, anime expert, Stephen, uh, uh, Stephen of the site. I don't know. <laughs> of the site. There we are. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah. You, you asked for a, you asked for a uh, more of a defined intro, and I didn't think about it until just right now. All right. I'm the... Uh, <laughs> The guy of the site. <laughs> I'll I'll have to maybe next time I'll think about it then and it'll come out. Yeah, get something better. Um. <laughs> <laughs> or not, or, or you know we can just be crappy. That's fine. <laughs> Sick burn. <laughs> All right, so today I'm talking about uh, 1984. I think. Um, I think it's eighty four. I should yeah, look at yeah, these things before I yeah. before I talk. But I I seem to recall that because I was uh, comparing it to Aco timeline. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, it's just a few years before. So yeah. around roughly same era. So uh, the the movie um, that built uh, the Troma Empire, Toxic Avenger, directed by Michael Hertz and Lloyd Kaufman. Um, but first. We got some feedback. So, Nick, reader of the site, says, Well, brothers, just finished watching. Well, he says watching, but I'm sure that's <laughs> I'm sure that's a typo. <laughs> Maybe that's a new way to experience it things that I'm just not aware yeah. of. <laughs> <laughs> um, just finished watching The Great... Princess Mononoke, Ooh. titled Angry Princess in Japan. I don't know. Uh, L. Steven got me curious again with, maybe that should be your title, L. Steven. <laughs> L. Steven, all right. <laughs> uh, got me curious again with his info about Miyazaki directly responding to the end of the world theme in Neon Genesis Evange, Evangelion, is that how you say it? Um, I always said Evangelion. Evangelion. That sounds yeah, right. I think that's kind of a made-up word, so... Okay, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not even sure they really ever say it in the show, so... Oh. <laughs> well, shit. I'll say it how I want, then. Um, anyway, uh, he goes, where... Princess Mononoke goes for a much happier conclusion, uh, as opposed to the... What'd you say? Evangelion? Yeah. Uh, honestly, this is one of my favorite animes. Uh, my other three being Vampire Hunter D, uh, Akira, and Ghost in the Shell. Funny thing is that I don't think I've watched 
Princess Mononoke since the 90s. Mm. First thing that struck me this time is how different this is than all of Miyazaki's other films, at least in terms of its main target audience. Personally, I like my animes geared more for grown-ups, and I've seen Spirited Away and Ponyo in the theater, and yeah, he's a perfectionist, and it always shows. To me, Princess Mononoke is way better, though, because it's my kind of genre, and I like how it feels like a live-action movie, mostly. Hmm. Well, I'd say it is a bit different from most of the other Ghibli films, and more uh, more violent, for sure. More yes. bloodshed. It's... I think it stands out. Yeah, it's. Um, I think it's pretty much the only one that's PG thirteen. There might be a couple others, hmm. but I think all the others are either PG or G. Yeah, probably. It sounds about right. I mean, it's it's definitely uh, the most lethal. Yeah, uh, a yeah. lot of times the the violence in Ghibli films is more uh, goofy and cartoonish, uh-huh. um, or it's just not there. Or it's handled more subtly in the background, or something like *Grave of the Fireflies*. There's not really violence per se, because it's all. Just, but the whole thing is the war is the backdrop of it. So it's, yeah, there's violence, but you never really see it per se. Okay, I got to see that one. <clears throat> I haven't seen that one. And there's like *Castle in the Sky* and *Porco Rosso*. The violence is more goofy and yeah, slapstick. It seems yeah more a little kid friendly than mm-hmm. that. Where *Mononoke* is. Um, from my rememberings of it, it's a little more, um, I don't know how to, I don't want to say graphic, but it's like more it affecting was, yeah. and, and it's more graphic than, yeah, than like Castle in the Sky or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you actually see blood. Which That's true. You don't That's usually true. see blood in Ghibli films. Yeah. And Princess Mononoke would just have people with severed arms and getting their heads <laughs> knocked off. And yeah, just... that movie's dope. I gotta watch that again. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely a fun one. It's it's definitely one of my favorite Ghibli ones. It kind of yeah. ties with me for uh, Castle, or not Castle in the Sky, um, Howl's Moving Castle. Oh, okay. The other castle one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say the last time I watched it was... was I mean, it's been a number of years now, but I rewatched a whole bunch of, of Miyazaki movies when I rewatched Mononoke, and that one was just like, wow, this is the fucking movie. Like, this is his masterpiece to me right, at that right. time. Yeah. And, and like he's, Nick was saying that it feels almost like a live-action movie, and I felt that at that time, too, and I remember feeling like, wow, this mm-hmm. is like, it's it's anime, but it's, it's like a different level than other things that I've seen. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of get what you're saying there too. Yeah, it's it's it is very different from yeah just about anything. There's really. like a, I mean, a lot of his movies have a a level of realism, like uh, Totoro. <laughs> that one has has a a good depiction of like rural Japan and being right, a kid right. in that area and stuff. I mean, you know. Along yeah, with the fantasy and stuff, but like, I there's don't know. always an attention to detail in yeah, early films. That's and, true. That's in true. realistic ways, that yeah. it always fascinates me. Like just as mundane tasks, but they're just being animated so vividly. That yeah, they are compelling, and all of his films kind of have that. Like, and even Princess Mononoke, where they're like forging the the iron 
ingots or whatever and uh-huh. there's just they'll show the people going through and pumping the bellows and dumping the sand in the That's, smelting yeah. pot and stuff it's just like there's there's always just these very uh stand these these details that you just wouldn't think about yeah and miyazaki puts them in there and you just don't think of that. <laughs> yeah, you really got to see that that little documentary that's on the Spirited Away DVD. <laughs> There's uh. one part that I always remember where he's talking to like the younger animators and he's he's talking about the dragon in that movie and he's talking mm. about how he wants the mouth specifically to animate and how he wants it to like m- go like to to the lips to like raise up from the teeth like a dog and everybody mm in the room is just like looking at him like they don't know what the hell he's talking about and he goes you know like a dog when he kind of snarls you know that that kind of thing that he does that they do with their face you don't know what i'm talking about and they're like no you never had a dog no i don't don't, we don't know and so he was just like what the fuck like these young kids don't like what are they live what is their life (laughs) they've never seen a dog before like what the fuck it's i don't know but you get the sense of like like these these specific details that go into each little like small moment and like that attention to that it's cool. I I don't know. Yeah, you got to see it. It's yeah, good that's, stuff. that sounds interesting. And I know for like Kiki's delivery service, he spent a lot of time just watching people walk by and, and oh, really? sketching them to oh, get wow. like the animation right of people like wandering to get like the that's skirts cool. blowing in the wind uh-huh. right and stuff. Just wow. just a lot of it. He he definitely has a lot of attention to detail and yeah. and doing it realistically when he is drawing something real anyway yeah and, and apparently heart, even too. uh when he's not drawing something real like a dragon <laughs> right but he wants to bring some you know he doesn't want to just want it to be something uh right just he wants it to feel real right right um but yeah whisper of the heart also yeah that, that one's one. super like there's a maybe it's in that one i don't remember because now i'm thinking of something else but there's a part where they're in like a train and there's like little hand holds and they're like very <laughs> lightly swaying with the train and yeah. I just always thought like God damn like yeah it like, sounds like whisper of the heart it's so like it it uh, makes it come alive so much more and feel like a real thing right you know, almost right. like just like photography yeah it's Ghibli nuts. films are always good with that for that yeah uh, j- that aspect of it. So that was comment number one. <laughs> he goes on. He continues on. And what does he say? The next comment, he says, Anyway, yeah, a little bit rusty on the old comment thing here. Glad to see you guys <laughs> back, though, with the whole two-hour epic show. <laughs> to stay on topic, um, we do listen... Or at least I do. Can't speak for the other silent dudes and dudettes. Mm-hmm. Spell correct says desuetude. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um, to look up. Here, um, uh, I lost my train of thought here. So he's like, to stay on topic, he's saying he listens to the thing. can't speak for the other people who are not commenting 
maybe they'll speak up soon. Um, I should have just read it again, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, back in Stephen's premiere episode, all caps, Stephen's premiere episode. <laughs> I had a premiere, awesome. <laughs> yeah, L. Stephen. I wrote down that Project Echo flick he was raving about and found it on Amazon streaming shortly thereafter. It's pretty badass and definitely worth giving more spins in the future. I was not aware of the hentai adult movie Origins. Now that you've mentioned that, though, it makes a bit more sense from the special features that I saw, uh, where they were interviewing the crew and asking about 10 or 20 of the animators whether they found Aiko, Biko, or Seiko to be the most attractive. <laughs> A bit weird. <laughs> Funny, though, uh, were their responses. Uh, I don't think I've seen that one. I definitely I haven't seen that yeah, one. Yeah, it might not be on the DVD. Certainly wasn't, although I've not watched a lot of the DVD special features because I thought they were pretty much the same ones that I'd seen on the VHS ones back in the 90s. So oh, okay. maybe there's something different in there that I just haven't. Might, uh, I think there's a couple of different uh, DVDs because I remember I was looking. Um, yeah, there's several editions of it. Because you have the one with the soundtrack. And I remember when yeah. I put the post up, I wanted to link to that one because I used the song. Mm-hmm. Um. And when I was searching, there were like a number of different DVDs. Yeah, I have whatever one I blundered into way <laughs> back in the, when I was like first getting to DVD collecting. And I was like, I need an Aiko. And I was yeah, like, there yeah. it is. Yes. <laughs> and you got a soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, it came with a soundtrack. That was that was great. I, I listened to that soundtrack all the damn time. Yes. So, uh, so he enjoyed Aiko. So yeah, another uh, another uh, person you've turned is, on to Echo. It is a very enjoyable movie. It is. And then comment number three. Um, I can act. There's a fourth comment too, but I can I can roll it into this one. Uh, oh, and the four of the four Samo movies that Will replied to me a while back with legally, I was only able to rent one of them online. Uh, Eastern Condors. Badass, man. Even better than I was expecting. The deer hunter bit in the middle was actually pretty traumatic, this time involving kids. Really liked the acting and their chemistry, though, and the whole genre flipping uh, that you guys talk about being prevalent in Chinese movies was happening. Uh, L-U-L. I don't know. Is that some kind of L-O-L? Uh, uh, I, don't I don't know. I'm not. I'm not hip on the, the laugh unloud. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> laugh unload. You just unload all the laughs. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not hip with the the internet stuff so much. Um, the new stuff, anyway. Uh, I I still refuse to use LOL because when I when I started on the internet, there was no LOL. Ooh. And so I use ha 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 ha, <laughs> and I refuse to use LOL. That's me. That's yeah. the kind of person I am. I, I'm kind of I'm kind of with you there, <laughs> but just because I hate acronyms for everything, yeah, I just I avoid them at, at all times. <laughs> I, I will just I will type the thing out because I respect the written word more than that. <laughs> <laughs> and and with the LOL thing before that before any of that we all. Me and my friends had like a, a ha ha ha, like ramp up <laughs> that we still use because there's ha ha ha, 
There's ha 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 all caps. <laughs> And then there's ha 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 with exclamations. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's it, to me, you know, it's better yeah. than LOL or the R O F O L, whatever yeah. the fuck, you know. Anyway, our our old man crotchety <laughs> yes. griping aside, <laughs> shitty, you know, internet things that started in the fucking nineties. <laughs> <laughs> I remember before it was LOL. Um, anyway, so uh, he, he, the comment continues. That girl whose hand he cuts off, eek, was really good. Interesting to read that he married her in real life afterwards. Uh, he did indeed. Bling. Oh, and lastly, to bookend these ran, ranek mavings. <laughs> I thought I was reading it wrong, and then I realized, nope. Yeah. I'm reading it correctly. Uh, in... Th- is this really cool gal I found on YouTube just prior to my Princess Mononoke, Mononoke viewings. And then there's a YouTube link, uh, which is not very cryptic. It's just just a link. <laughs> Pretty smart. Thought you guys might be fans. Now, I cannot, for some reason, I, I can't click this link on the phone. Oh, oh. And my phone... Well, my shitty phone won't do it, that's for sure. Well, that's for sure. I mean, I could probably figure it out, but um, the computer is without internet. So, I don't know. Are we fans or are we not fans? We'll just have to leave that. Uh, yeah, that, that'll be a mystery unless we can like piece it together from that YouTube URL. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm guessing it's it's a it's a girl talking about Princess Mononoke. Okay. Um, I haven't seen any any videos. I don't usually watch YouTube stuff, so yeah. again, I remember the days before there was YouTube. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so do I. Back in the days where I'd, I'd go online and was, what am I doing here? What, what's on this internet? <laughs> like, yeah, you just had to search for things. Like what? What's the point of this internet? I don't yeah. understand. <laughs> Me and my friends w- would always go on the computer and we'd search for Hong Kong movies, and then we would just like find. Whatever we could find, info. You know, there wasn't a lot of info, but yeah, back then probably not. Yeah, so because we had to find out. Um, yeah. So I went online and, and just spent a few minutes staring at it, like, what do I want to search for? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then just moving on with my life. So. You didn't go with anime stuff at that time. Um, I looked a little bit at stuff. I think I I put in some like Macross Plus or something. I yeah. remember like seeing some weird like schematics. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next. <laughs> like, just, just go play some video games or something. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of had no objective on the internet at the time. Yeah. Just, yeah, it was a lot more... Um, you, had to, you had to make your own way back in the day. It's, it's a little more handheld now. Yeah, you can... Yeah, th- things will come up without you even asking now. Yeah. All kinds of contextual ads and yeah. tracking cookies. Yep. <laughs> they gave them such a nice name. Cookies. <laughs> cookies. You think, oh, cookies, that's a good thing. Yeah, I have, yeah, I have no idea why they're called cookies. But... I don't know why they're called cookies either, yeah. but um, I feel like they're called cookies so that you, when you come to the, the point of do you want to delete the cookies? You are going to be like, 
no. <laughs> I like cookies <laughs> because the cookies there are, are there for them to collect information and right. do stuff like that. Of course, I don't know the history of cookies too well, so... Nor do I. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're certainly used for information gathering now. I wonder if they started out that way or if they were more benign in their beginning. I, well, I would say that they're still, they are still benign unless they are used improperly. Right. Um, if they're used properly, they're for you to keep track of information. Correct. They are, are for you to like, you know, speed things up in your internet searchings yeah. and, and stuff. When used improperly, they force you into things you don't want. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, you know, it's called cookies, so I yeah. like them. Like, oh, <laughs> go get some cookies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, thanks for the feedback, Nick. Um, feel free to submit an audio file trying to say "silver emulsion" in a <laughs> Japanese. Uh, <laughs> pronunciation anybody out there who wants yeah. to do that um yeah i kind of i kind of want to go back to he said something about mononoke in japanese meaning angry princess yeah it's not what i've heard of it as it's in japanese the title is mononoke hime okay which i've always seen mononoke translated as phantom okay and um hime is princess okay that that one is absolutely certain phantom princess yes and I remember at the time it was never translated properly because it came out the same year as The Phantom Menace. Okay. And they didn't want title confusion going on with that. Phantom Princess, Phantom Menace. Yeah. You could was, get, yeah, yeah. And they, they get a little touchy on similar titles coming out right next to each other. Yeah. Uh, just for marketing purposes. They get touchy with it even not coming out together. The movie The Raid. <laughs> You saw The Raid, right? Yeah, yeah. In the U.S., it had to come out as The Raid Redemption. Oh, um, just, the, just title is, the title is yeah. The Raid, but there's a 40s movie called The Raid, and huh. the the, who, the company who owned the rights to that name, because you can't have a title with the same name unless you like buy the license to it, I guess. Hmm. And uh, so in order to... Um, to, to be called the raid in in the U.S. They would have had to pay this guy, or the guy would have had to say, "Yeah, it's fine." But they didn't say it was fine, so they had to change the name to the Raid Redemption. Hmm. So <clears throat> apparently, it's not just. Yeah. I guess that one. That one I think is just because it was ident- It was literally identical. Yeah, yeah. Whereas something that's just slightly off is probably more allowed, but. It would definitely be allowed, yeah. But I mean, well, I mean, even with just the raid, they just slapped redemption on it, right, and right. suddenly it's okay. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> kind of surprising that a film from the 40s would still have that kind of uh, copyright clout going on that they don't want the brand infringed on. Yeah, I mean, it's something like Paramount or something that owns mm-hmm. it, and they, you know, for whatever reason, yeah, it, you know. There's a thing with IP, intellectual property, like if you don't... Uh, if you if you let somebody like disney is really hardcore about it because if you if you let somebody do something with your ip and you don't litigate it then it like opens it up to be public domain at right, some right. like level 
So that's yeah. why they have to be like cease and desist, whatever. Yeah, there's there's a lot of weird lawsuits that go on like that that seem like super dumb, but right. a lot of times it's like the people filing the lawsuit aren't even interested in winning it. They're just uh it's protecting about, their yeah. copyright or their brand or whatever because right. if they don't do that from time to time the government goes, oh, well, you haven't been uh, protecting your brand, so it's not a brand, and it's right. just anybody can use it. So they, a lot of times, file dumbass lawsuits just to say, we are protecting our brand, this is our territory. Yeah. Just for legal reasons. Dumb and obnoxious, but... That, that's, yeah. that's the way it goes. Yep, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. So you're disputing... Angry princess, you say it's yeah, a phantom th- princess. Yeah, that's not how I've uh, ever seen that translated, and I've seen Mononoke translated as phantom elsewhere as well. Okay, uh, such as in the series Mononoke, which is a horror series I think I reviewed last October. That sounds familiar. Yes, yeah. and so it's it's a word that I'm somewhat familiar with. So I'm I can kind of see phantom as being kind of a. a uh, an antagonistic thing that you could, yeah. in a way, translate to anger. I can kind of see it being interpreted in that way. Yeah, I could see that. But and so, from a straight literal translation, it's not so much angry. But phantoms are frequently angry things that will go around haunting you and <laughs> moaning in your face or whatnot. So, yeah. uh, I can kind of see where that comes from, <laughs> or where so- somebody uh, took that as yeah. the. Uh, intent of it but yeah i wonder where you got that from yeah i'm not sure where oh. that came from but hmm. I, I am curious i am curious as well maybe uh google maybe google could answer our question very easily google uh translate maybe it popped out angry maybe i don't know i, don't know. I, I know google translate will throw a lot of various uh alternative translations out there for you yeah. to pick from so it, it will do that sometimes so perhaps angry is in there somewhere as i don't know some version of the word i've i've heard Who knows? some uh <laughs> interesting one about a uh, street fighter um there's a kick move that ryu has that uh, yeah. someone threw into uh, like google translate and it turned out to be like diarrhea gut kick or something (laughs) it's like it's not the actual translation of it It was more like because of the way japanese is written it depends on which characters you use yeah and so if you phonetically put it in with the english alphabet it's not going to match up to how it's spelled in japanese which would give it a different meaning so it was actually like a different actual name to the uh hmm. to the move but it uh was still hilarious to be the like diarrhea gut kick like he kicks you in the stomach so hard he makes yeah. you shit your pants but i mean that makes sense <laughs> yeah. to me yeah, you know, it, like, it strangely makes sense it makes sense i could see that that's one hell of a kick <laughs> yeah. you know and it seems like something that would happen in a japanese thing <laughs> where like a guy gets kicked and he's shitting his pants like okay uh, yeah japan so, I mean, yeah it, it made so much sense that you wouldn't question it yeah but at the same time is not quite an accurate translation to what the hmm. actual written thing is because it uses specific characters that translate to something else but huh. phonetically sound the same as yeah, right. uh the characters that would have 
actually been oh. diarrhea gut kick or whatever. Well, I want to believe that it's diarrhea gut kick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, you know, the fact that I don't remember the actual name of it is kind of telling that, yeah, diarrhea gut kick is a much more fascinating sounds, name. Sounds good, yeah. <laughs> so maybe we should just keep that as the official, yeah, now I wanna, unofficial name of I it. I want to translate all the names and see what they, you know. <laughs> So I'm I'm going to guess that Mononoke in some way or in some situations is translated to anger or something like that. And yeah, well, I don't know. We, we can only guess. Yeah, we can. We're 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 so far removed from the internet on this podcast that we'll be on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I well, I had to shut it down on the computer because it's it's fucking with the the recording and. The phone, I don't know. I mean, I guess I could look it on the phone, but do I really want to at this point? Yeah. I don't know. I'd rather just have... Just leave it a mystery. Yeah. The vague. mystery's more fun, right? Yeah. I mean, I've always said that that looking things up on the internet, like the, that instinct where you'd be talking to somebody and you'd be like, oh, well, let me look it up. Like, that didn't exist. And before, you'd just have a conversation, whatever. Yeah. And I've always been like, ah, I, I, I missed that. So we're bringing it back. Yeah. <laughs> that That is our whole plan with the Silver Emotion podcast this whole time. All of the vague yes. facts and unconfirmed rumors we spout is yes. our attempt to bring conversation back to the good old days. I'm taking it back. <laughs> All right. So let's get into Toxic Avenger. Yeah. So... This is a movie that I love. Um, it is a movie often referred to as a bad movie. <laughs> um, sometimes so bad it's good. I don't like the term, but some people would call it that. Uh, some people would just call it just a straight-up masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Lloyd Kaufman might call it a tro masterpiece, <laughs> as they do sometimes. Um, I th I feel like you, like your history with uh, B movies, is somewhat just beginning a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a fairly novice level. Yeah, um, there there have been some, but not a lot. Right, right. So I'm curious how how this movie played for you. I imagine that you liked it, but I don't know. I did enjoy it. I did like it. All it, right. it was a fun movie. <laughs> it took a little while warming up to it, though, of getting yeah. getting into it, of getting t into the feel of what it was doing. Right, and, right. Because I, I, I think my experience is kind of like tainted, I guess, a bit by... Okay. Um, I know I have watched the cartoon of it as a kid. Okay. Which... For some reason, I want to say it was what, Toxic Crusaders or yeah, something. Yeah, that like was a, the, that was the cartoon. That was yeah. the cartoon. Okay, yeah. Because I was, I was going to say, it's like I remember this as Toxic Crusaders, but not, not Avengers. Why do I remember? Right. Like, it's just kind of... And so I was wondering if that was just the change to the cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I've never seen that, so I don't know much about it. I do know that there was, like, he had buddies... Yeah, I think they, they kind of turned it into like a superhero team thing, and like yeah, the mop like was his like main weapon, and it was yeah. like his signature weapon, which which kind of is in, yeah, in kind the movie. of you know a little calling no, card. Yeah, but yeah, more of a calling <laughs> card than a weapon because I kind of remember him just beating people with it in the cartoon. Like yeah. that was 
maybe not violently like fighting with yeah, it yeah. but it was it was his actual weapon not stuffing it in their mouths no no he'd be like <laughs> twirling it over his head and be like Rah! yeah yeah just charging at people um there were some things that i kind of rem- were reminiscent of that okay. of like his uh more intellectual voice yeah was kind of uh <laughs> He was a very uh, in the cartoon. He was he was a very clear spoken monstrosity. Um, yeah, but at the same time, I think that kind of in some ways um, ruined the reveal. Cause yeah, because they hide him for a long time. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, like, oh, what's the what's the face gonna be? I'm like, and I'm like, but I I've seen the cartoon, so I right. kind of already knew what his face was gonna look yeah. like, and so it was kind of kind of disappointing there because I'd already right right had that kind of spoiled basically um but well they do change it in the in the sequels oh there are sequels okay yes there are uh two three and four wow um but yeah talk about the sequels (laughs) when we get to them maybe later um because yeah i could go on a rabbit hole with those but um yeah i wonder if uh more ideas from the cartoon will have uh Maybe I, I don't, don't know. I don't know when the cartoon was. Neither neither do I really. I mean, I've I think I only watched a little bit of it. Yeah. And one thing that I was kind of um expecting from the movie just because of the cartoon is I kind of remember the cartoon being somewhat of a Captain Planet kind of cartoon, like yeah. a very environmental message to it, yeah. like don't pollute cuz yeah, yeah. angry mutants will beat you up with a mop. Right. But um and the movie never really went that way, and I kept like seeing places where it could have, and yeah. it it, it kind of didn't. And I kept expecting it to. It's subtly there. Um, it's kind of there in almost all trauma movies, mm-hmm. but it gets more and more defined. Like the later the movie is in the trauma lineup. Okay, so it so it is an actual theme that. Yes. Goes on. In, yes. In, Tromaville, the town, is the town in almost all trauma movies, and it's always under some kind of like a siege from shitty nuclear waste dumps or some kind of thing like that, and and uh, some sort of commentary on um, environmental issues and and lloyd kaufman is a vegan so uh, i don't know at at what point he went vegan or if he was always but but there's a movie um from the mid 2000s called poultry geist that is all like about the fast food industry and veganism Mm -hmm. and like killing animals and stuff like that okay Um, so there yeah they're usually is some kind of a social commentary going on it's definitely in its infancy here right but just right. like the careless handling of the toxic waste yeah yeah I mean, stuff it like was, that it, is, there were definite little moments where yeah. i was like oh it could go on from here and be a, a real like really address it and then it yeah. never really addresses it it's just kind of there right. in the background that there's shitty stuff happening but it yeah. never really talks it's about just it kind of there but yeah. it's it's yeah it doesn't really go hard into that um, but this is the beginning of the trauma, um, the trauma legacy. <laughs> Prior to this, trauma was a thing for a few years, but they had just made like, um, like, uh, shitty sex comedies and stuff mm. like that. I've never seen any of the stuff <clears throat> before Toxic Avengers, so I can't mm. okay. talk about it too much, but, uh, I know Lloyd Coffin made a few, like, uh, 
just dumb fucking 80s or late 70s, you know, comedies. Um, which this is basically a comedy. Yeah, this this is very much in, in many ways just one of those dumb sex comedies. Yes, it, it is. And and in a lot of ways that is kind of the trauma style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like um there is sex comedy in all of their movies and like the level of of like kind of kind of juvenile humor like shit jokes and stuff is like (laughs) kind of their thing right uh low level humor and and like extreme gore and shit like that yeah i have to i have to say one of my first reactions to the movie was uh what you had actually said about Project Echo, was yeah. watching it, was going, oh, wow, this is so 80s. <laughs> and that was kind of my immediate <laughs> thought as the movie started. Yeah. And they just go into the health club. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so 80s. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's super fucking 80s. Yeah. And it was entertainingly so. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think at, at first I was a little like not really I was not really into it with the, the you know, they've, they've got the assholes picking on yeah. the the loser kid and I, I was like i fucking love those assholes you know it, it, at first i was just like oh it's just this generic like asshole but, like we've seen this a million times and like everything and, th- and then it just kept going to such extremes yeah. that it kind of surpasses anything well, else they're so like fucking like <laughs> they're yeah, so over like, the top <laughs> you know at first it was just like I don't know about this movie. And then it was just like, oh, it's so over the top that I can't not enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you can't. Like, <laughs> I wonder, because cause, um, I feel like there's a line for some people would watch this movie and just look at those guys and be like, oh, it's just such shitty acting. <laughs> but, like, it's very purposefully acted that way. And so... Right. To right. me, it's fucking hilarious, and it's very purposefully exactly like doing what it's supposed to be doing. But yeah, I think, so I wondered like if you were adjusting to that, where you're yeah, like, oh, I what think is that's this? that's really what I mean by it took me a while to warm up to it. Yeah. Was kind of adjusting to what it was intending to do and yeah, what yeah. it was accidentally doing or not intending to do. Right. It was just kind of like figuring out where it was going with that. Like, did you know that it was a comedy primarily? I mean, I kind of. I kind of thought so because I've I haven't really seen any trauma stuff, but yeah. I've heard a little bit of it on the site of what you've talked about with other things. Um, I think the only movie that I came close to watching was something um, that was on Netflix streaming back when I still had that, and I yeah. was like, "Oh, maybe I should give this a watch." It was Sergeant Kabuki Man, or yeah. Something. <laughs> and then at some point when we. Uh, on the side of it, I was like, "Oh, that was a trauma film." Okay, yeah, yeah. like I had no idea at the time. I just thought, "Well, that looks freaking weird. I should watch this." Maybe <laughs> that movie's and, very weird, yeah. And so, just from what little uh, things I have seen related to trauma, I kind of figured it was not exactly going to be serious. No, yeah, definitely and... not. But I just had wondered because because I thought, "Oh, if he doesn't know this is a comedy, like it's going to be a rude awakening because it's pretty fucking like." <laughs> dialed up to 11 for is the comedy yeah and and i wasn't really knowing like how much comedy it was going to be or what what it was going to be really so i was kind of going into it without expectations at all yeah okay i was just like i don't know what i'm gonna watch other than there's gonna be a ugly mutated guy with a mop that's that's all i know because that's really all i remembered from the cartoon yeah and all that i trusted from the cartoon to actually be from the movie but in the cartoon does he still have the tutu 
No, I don't. I think he has like an orange vest and like some green pants or something. Okay. I don't know. I'd have to. I mean, it's it's been so long. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I've, I never watched a lot of it. I've I've seen images of it because I know. I want to say that they were putting out a a toy of it. Yeah, there was there was a toy of it. I'm pretty sure. I remember like toy commercials for it. Yeah. Almost as much as I remember the cartoon, which is that not orange, very much. The orange like jogs my memory. Yeah, you know, like, there was some combination of orange and green. I know yeah. he was a lot greener in the cartoon than he is in the movie. He had like bright green skin, like, yeah, okay. a, like a ninja turtle skin color going <laughs> on. <laughs> and yeah, so it was kinda Yeah, it was it was a weird that, that it's a very weird thing to turn into a kid's cartoon, but it is. It is. It's I can very kind weird. of, I can kind of see uh, why you would turn it into a kid's show. Because plot-wise, I mean, it's basically Spider-Man almost. I mean, yeah, you, you've got the loser kid who's getting picked on all the time, and then you, chemical spill, and he turns into a mutant, super-powered, fighting bad guys. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, it's just Spider-Man basically to a T almost. Basically, yeah. And yet, so over the top, it's not recognizable unless you think about it. But I can see how somebody would take that concept and go, oh, this would be a superhero show. Well, superheroes are for kids. Let's make it into a kid's thing. But how you actually go through the process of being the guy in charge of making a kid's show and coming across this trauma film and translating that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it if if trauma initiated the cartoon or if somebody like decided, "Hey, let's make a cartoon out of this." What do you think, Lloyd? I don't know if that was I, I I'm not sure. Yeah, it's just how you actually like start that process is where right. I'm like, "How did you do that?" I mean, it's like Yeah, I mean, those those 80s years were i don't know when trauma was like but at the same time it's kind of like it was the 80s you had like robocop toys and and terminator toys and stuff like r-rated movies like here's some kids toys yeah that's (laughs) true no thing yeah yeah robocop was every every kid watched robocop and that was hardcore (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know for some reason there is this link in my mind between robocop and toxic avenger okay i don't know why it's just for some reason like i have this mental association for the two huh and well i don't know i maybe some kids shows of them were on right at the same time or the toys were next to each other or something yeah uh, or did they or have a maybe... kids show of robocop i don't know i, don't I know, know there either. were toys at least yeah. everywhere i know like the the third movie goes pg-13 to try to get more mm. like of an odd kid audience i know that but i don't know if they had I kind of want to say know. there was some kind of cartoon of it, but maybe that was just yeah, probably. the toy ads yeah, had cartoon know. bits to it. I don't, I don't know. know. Something to look into, I guess. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, the only logical connection I can come up with is that um, there is this one scene in RoboCop where they run over the guy in the toxic spill and he yeah. splatters over the that, windshield. That like, mutant-looking dude? Yeah, yeah I... I I can maybe that's my connection to maybe to Toxic yeah. Adventure. I don't know. Maybe you saw that at the same time you might have seen Toxic Avenger as a kid, and yeah, you sort of like put kinda, them together in your head. You know? Yeah, I mean they're it's so faded memory wise. I don't right. know why, but for some reason, 
I tend to think of the two simultaneously. Huh. I don't know why. Well, they are both dope 80s movies. They are. <laughs> They're definitely good, fun movies. But I, you know, maybe it's that the villains are such total assholes in both movies. This is true. They are. They I, are full-on assholes. Because I was thinking, after this movie, I was like, these are the biggest fucking assholes I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, what villains are as big of an asshole? Like, I can't think of a single worse. I mean, there's villains who've maybe done worse atrocities or been, like, bi- and certainly yeah. more powerful for or sure, intimidating. Sure. But, like, for just plain assholes. <laughs> I I, like, who was worse? I'm like, I'm, who? Who could possibly be as big an asshole as these guys? And I kind of thought, it's like, well, there were those guys in RoboCop who just got f- had fun blasting off all his arms and legs with a shotgun. I'm yeah. like, but I don't think they're as big of an asshole either. <laughs> like, <laughs> the guys in Toxic Avenger are real assholes. And I, th- I think that's where the, the turning point of me just liking the film was when they went out running over the kid. Yeah. And, th- and that that was kind of where it clicked for me that this was just over the top. That yeah, it, w- right. it was just like, uh, before I was like, what the hell is going on with this movie? And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, they just, they're running over, oh my God, they're doing, oh shit, they are going there. <laughs> they, like, I'm like, oh damn. <laughs> just like the, and the film at that point, I cut, that kind of put me in the groove of yeah. what the film was and got me mentally. Right in the right zone to appreciate it. They, in effect, ran over your head and cracked it open, and the trauma was allowed to seep in. Yeah, yeah. It, it got, it, that's when it got in into my system there. So, that. Well, I'm, I, you know, I'm glad you liked it. I was, I was, I was pretty sure that you would like it, because I know you like comedy, you like, right, you know, and right. I figured that it, at some point it would click and you would enjoy it. Yeah. So but I it, wasn't sure because it's like, well, it is kind I mean, I don't want to say anything bad about Toxic Avenger. I love the movie. There is a, a, an element to it that is shitty, <laughs> like filmmaking-wise, you know, like right. if I had to break it down, you know. But um, the fun. <laughs> you know, there's just too much fun going on right, for, right. for any of that to really matter. Yeah, I mean, I might have tweaked the timing on things, but yeah, overall it was just I was just laughing at it, and yeah, it it was, had to be processed. It's not the normal type of humor that I'm used to. Yeah, so it's it was a bit of a different experience, but a good one for so I <laughs> it it will probably be a good one to go back to now that I have that yeah knowledge of it and and awareness of it for sure it definitely uh is more fun the more you watch it i would say yeah i and you kind of already mentioned it i loved that he had the tutu on for the whole damn movie like it never came off yes and it's like it's funny because he puts it on and it's all nice and pink and then he gets through the thing and for some reason it's all like fucked up and then it's just it's just nasty and dirty and fucked up and it's just the whole movie and the whole real the whole series basically you know, he just he keeps just it on and wires that nasty <laughs> tutu <laughs> it's maybe like burned into his skin yeah yeah um <laughs> uh, this movie speaking of, of japan and things of japan this movie was very popular in japan Oh. extremely popular in Japan. 
So popular that the sequel is shot almost entirely in Japan. Oh, wow. <laughs> Toxic <laughs> Avenger goes to Japan. Yes, that's the sequel. The The third movie, he fights the devil. Ooh. <laughs> um, and then those are... The, they shot those back-to-back like in 88, 89, something like that. Mm. And then the, the fourth movie is in the late 90s. Oh. And it begins by saying... We're sorry, the Toxic Avenger 2 and 3 were kind of shitty. <laughs> Here is a good sequel. <laughs> just open your movie like yeah. that. Just and like then that. Toxic Avenger 4 is a fucking masterpiece. It's it's fantastic. <clears throat> much wow. better than 2 and 3. Huh. Because as much as I enjoy 2 and 3, they're not great movies. Like, um, I don't know what to say about them, but... Does he ever get a team of fellow mutants to go beating up bad guys? Not really. Oh, Not really. Okay. I mean, by the time you get to the fourth one, there's kind of like an established trauma universe sort of mm. thing. So like right. Kabuki Man shows up. <laughs> you know, you get so kind of like this bleed he has over. guest appearances of yeah, other people. Yeah. There's like always this kind of bleed over of of various trauma things <laughs> happening in all of the movies, um, as it, if you should you continue to watch them, you know they will, uh, you know, <laughs> begin to establish themselves. Yeah, and, yeah, as, as a, a universe of its own. Right, right. So, yeah, I don't know what else to say about Toxic Avenger. This is the reason why when I watched the movie a number of years ago, when I had the site, I watched it, and I was intending to review it, and I just thought, you know what? I don't I don't want to review this movie. I don't know what the fuck to say. It's fucking great. End of review. And so in the same way, when I was watching it this time, it was just like, what the fuck am I going to talk about? Right. It's just yeah. great, and it's just reminded me of that feeling of like I don't. This is just fucking fantastic. I have no problems. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I will say it kind of uh, threw me at some points. Where yeah, like when like he kills the old little lady. Yeah, and that's that's kind of a you know thing. Like what the fuck? What are you doing, Taki? <laughs> And it, like it came right after this because I was already thinking that like what are you doing? Because yeah. like the scene right before that, I think, or maybe it was right after, uh-huh. right in there where he hops in the car with the the douchebag guys. Yeah, and he's like driving the car and it's like he's knocking it off the road and like I'm like, dude, you're, you're like causing so much damage here. You're, you're, you're gonna like run over other people. Like you're not helping the situation right now. Like, <laughs> Like, what are you doing? And then he, like, goes and just, like, kills his old lady. I'm like, what is going on? And, like, you kind of think... And then he, like, sits down with his girlfriend. And he's like, I can't control it. And you, like, think it's going in that direction. Yeah. And then you, like, find out that, oh, the old lady was crazy evil. and Yeah. Which was itself kind of hilarious in that <laughs> here she is. She can't identify the stain on her son's pants, and yet she's running a slavery ring. Like, <laughs> like how do you have somebody doing that and yet can't identify? Like, you're, you're some slavery ring. You know what they're doing to them slaves. <laughs> it's not gonna, like, how do you not 
piece things together. I don't know. These are the the conundrums of the B movie. Yeah, it's like these are the questions that she, come up. Like, who is so naive that they cannot identify a, a jizz stain on pants and yet will be running this organization? Like, like is it accidental? Does she not know she's running a slave ring and she just? Who? Yeah, I don't know. They don't go into that at all. Yeah, I, I so kinda... it's really it's left ambiguous. Right, you know, it's one of those uh, things that's just left for the viewer to sort of theorize on, and you know, like a great art house film. <laughs> there like are a, like questions a, unanswered, like like a scene in Citizen Kane of uh, <laughs> like what is Rosebud for? Re- like what? Right. <laughs> There's a lot of different ways you can think about it. And, and well, Rose, I mean, you've seen Citizen Kane. Yeah, yeah. So they do answer that, but they they answer it in a literal sense. But there's also yes, all the meaning that you can take out of that, and yes. so many other scenes in there that are meant to evoke thought. And uh, right, and so, so like we, like we, any great movie, we we now can think about uh, the this strange little old woman who. Uh, is is naively evil right <laughs> it's it's just one of these things that you know it like life there are <laughs> mysteries yeah yeah <laughs> how is this old lady this naive we don't know we'll never know the questions it's of a life conundrum of human nature yes of how yes. you can be evil without realizing it but we all be. know that she got what was coming to her <laughs> Yes. Via the, the fucking clothes press. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'd, I'd say if there was something disappointing in the film, it was the uh, the mayor's death. It was yeah. a little less I- inventive, I guess, uh-huh. than the others. And so I was kind of like, oh, that's all they're going to do with him? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Like no, no smoothie machine to... <laughs> uh, yeah, he didn't make a sundae out of his, fa- his fucking mouth. <laughs> like no, fry his hands. Yeah, so it was, it was a little like, oh. It, it just, I mean, not that it was bad, but it was yeah, just like... Yeah, I enjoy that. You know, to just some guts out, yeah. the, the other ones, it seemed a little tamer. And for the, Yeah, and he definitely deserved more than that. Right, right. Because he was, you know, this asshole mayor. I did find it kind of fascinating that it, while it goes down this very typical story, like everything plot-wise is is something you see elsewhere, where it's like you've got the the lone hero and like the whole world's out to get him. Yeah, and yet it's also kind of different here in that like you've got the national guard, but they're the ones like well, we ain't gonna kill him, <laughs> like yeah, and you've got the townsfolk, which the part that I found most fascinating was the townsfolk are like totally on his side. Like, even as he just busts open this guy's gut and rips out his intestines, and they're just like, yeah, he's our hero. <laughs> yeah, they love the monster hero. <laughs> and and I was kind of like, well, that's kind of like, uh, nobody's like freaked out by that. And then I'm thinking, well, they've kind of already seen him make Sundays out of people's faces and rip people's arms off. And yeah. like, he, he's done a lot worse than that. So I, if they were down with all of that... I, They'd be down with this. <laughs> well, you have to remember, too, that this isn't just any old place. This is Tromaville, <laughs> where guys willy-nilly drive uh, barrels of toxic waste yeah, without tops. That, and yeah, no just, lids. They aren't strapped down. Right. They're, they're just 
blasting all around. They're they're and, doing and rubbing coke. their whole face in coke. Yeah, just, <laughs> ah. that that was one of the bigger laughs I got out of the movie was when they cut back to the drivers and the guy's whole just, face is just white. He's just like Whoa, looking around, all confused. It's like, oh man. Yeah, so it's it's Tromaville, the place of that kind of stuff, and and the mayor is so corrupt that he's you know drug running and you know. I I also found it very fun that um everybody in this town is super fitness obsessed yes and then the mayor is the biggest fucking lard ass <laughs> it's just like <laughs> i was like oh my god this guy's like everybody here is just like muscles <laughs> like the one asshole guy is like just no there's Fat on my immediately just pops down onto the exercise yeah, machine. Like, ah, like, you gotta work out more. <laughs> and part of that is is a, a commentary on the '80s fitness craze because it was like a thing. Everybody was going ape shit because of the rise of of Arnold, basically Arnold, um, and the rise of bodybuilding and in culture right. and fitness and aerobics, and everyone was going ape shit. And so. It's, uh, you know, I don't know exactly what, like, there's not a fine point on it. Right, right. It's just like the environmental stuff. Right. It's just, it's, just, it's all there. And, and so it's the, just the sort of um, primordial ooze of, of trauma's greatness to come later. The, uh, um, the beginnings of their, yeah, their ideas. Right, right. That would, go on to form more defined yes later on so there was but i i, I did love when the poor like melvin falls into the the vat of toxic waste and the asshole comes out he's like he's faking it he's <laughs> just, <like, laughs> just rolling all around the cop touches him and catches on fire like he's faking it no <laughs> yeah like i said i love those assholes yeah they, such assholes they are such assholes and they're just hilarious i love them the, the fucking that the main guy who's just like always oh, like ah <laughs> i don't know just uh tickles my funny bone i i was a little it, it threw me off the track again somewhere else because there's there's a scene where he's pissing in the alley and it's like <laughs> yeah there's like this fire hose of this foul yeah, green yeah. liquid and stuff and, and then fucking steam and yeah. shit <laughs> and then like he's having sex with his girlfriend yeah and i'm like oh this can't be good like and then no just nothing happens from it and i'm like <laughs> i kind of yeah. thought something would have like she would become another mutant crazy something from it something would happen yeah i don't remember i don't think they do anything with that in the later ones either there is a proposed fifth movie where there would be the toxic twins <laughs> so they might eventually address that at some point but i don't yeah it does make sense that there would be some repercussions yeah you know that's not normal sperm there that, that right something's gone wrong i mean Normal things do not come out of this man anymore. Right, right. Hmm. So I, I kind of thought it was going to go like, because this was also kind of following in with that whole of him now being like, kind of going like a maniac with the car, killing the old lady. And I'm like, yeah. oh, this is like, his, he's now falling. He's he's becoming this crazed monster that yeah. 
and and I, I kind of thought that arc was going on. So that was feeding into my thoughts of this arc. Now he's going to like wind up killing his girlfriend or mutating her and being so even more guilt ridden from that. Yeah. And it would feed into this darker arc of him or something. And it just kind of didn't just kind of no, went on. Just, just kind of goes on to the next thing. Nope, he's a hero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that's just, I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's a, uh, B movies, not necessarily the home of uh, complete arcs. <laughs> like it, it's to the point that I don't even notice that. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, we're one thing to the next, and I, I have, after the movie, I thought back on this, and I kind of thought my experience of this must have been, kind of your experience with Aco of being kind yeah. of a different than what you're used to i could definitely see kind that of thing and i was thinking like oh this must have been what will felt watching project Eco or some other anime where you were just like yeah what is going on no there's this? definitely like a learning learning curve and like where you would be very attuned to you know the way things are going to happen or the, the pacing timing whatever stuff like that like i'm definitely not with anime in general um, mm-hmm. especially comedy in anime. Right. I don't know how much I've and, seen at all of that. And that's what I was getting with Toxic Avenger yeah, was yeah. just the timing on this was just not what I was right, e- right. familiar with or ex- expecting or right. in tune with. So it was it was very much that learning curve going on with me in this film. So yeah. it will be a, an interesting film to go back to once I've acclimated to the... Uh, the B movie comedy, or at least the trauma comedies. Yeah, perhaps. yeah, trauma is definitely its own thing. Um, the the Lloyd Kaufman movies specifically, although there's other ones um, that they made, like Lloyd's brother Charlie Kaufman made a movie called mm. Mother's Day. Mm. That's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people think it's a piece of shit, but. <laughs> I have a feeling that's every trauma movie. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. You could say that. Um, I don't know that there's one that's universally liked. I would say if there was going to be one, I would say it's probably Tromeo and Juliet, the one that James Gunn wrote and co-directed. Hmm. Um, I guess I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I, w- I would. that's probably... I don't know if that's where Tro Masterpiece was first coined, <laughs> but um, it's definitely an apt title, although I would probably use it on most of their movies. I think they're all, like, it's hard for me to pick a favorite mm. between, like, four or five of them. Um, Kabuki Man is an interesting one because... Uh, I don't... They, they are, like... Troma is truly independent cinema. <laughs> like, a lot of movies, like Pulp Fiction in the 90s was a big thing. Like, oh, it's independent movies. And then it created, like, this Miramax and fucking all these smaller studios in Hollywood that are independent, quote-unquote independent, because they're not Paramount or Universal or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they're all tied to studios directly. Mm. <laughs> and so, like, it's not really independent movies. Whereas right. Troma is Troma, and that's it. 
And so anything that they make is completely like made by them, financed by them. Um, I don't know that that was always 100% the case uh, because in Kabuki Man, something was going on where some of the, the money was coming from somewhere and Troma, Lloyd Kaufman, wanted to make a Troma movie. So basically, lowbrow humor, R-rated gore or unrated gore, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But the the investor <laughs> wanted a... And I believe it might have been a Japanese company. They wanted a PG for kids movie. <laughs> so you got a trauma movie that's um, kind of neutered in a way, but also still going like to very trauma extremes at times. And so it's a really weird sort of mix of a movie and it's not necessarily successful a hundred percent but it's mm. super fucking like weird and unique and i love it <laughs> um so i would say you know yeah check all the fucking lloyd coffin <laughs> movies out because i'm a huge fan but like i don't know you know if you don't if you're not super into it i don't know that they would all be worthwhile honestly oh well maybe not all but i'm certainly uh curious to check out some of them yeah tromeo and juliet would be a good one toxi i would say all of them because they're all kind of interesting and unique in their own ways mm-hmm. but definitely the fourth one is a fucking great movie um what else is there class of nukem high mm. it's fucking dope second one is great you get a mutated squirrel that's like kaiju size <laughs> at the end of that movie maybe we'll have to do that for uh, kaijun uh yeah this is good stuff um i don't know fucking trauma poltergeist is probably the best one honestly that one is great anyway i don't know i could just talking to myself at this point it's like they're awesome just yeah like reminiscing on trauma movies um i don't know what else really to to say about toxic avenger or or to ask you about like if you uh, what you thought about certain things but special effects were very good yeah fx wise it's it's pretty solid yeah it uh all held together yeah yeah mask on uh yeah the toxic mask looks yeah. good yeah it's uh all nicely put together all the whole mutating things yeah um i the i bubbling skin and stuff yeah yeah that was all really good <laughs> um i do have to say i was also very bemused by the fact that uh, being set on fire by toxic waste, his uh, first instinct was to run home and hop in the bath. <laughs> <laughs> so that that was that was rather amusing. Yeah, he just jumped off to the bath. Um, well, I, you know, I mean, he he's kind of he lives a sheltered <laughs> life, and uh, yeah. So, I mean, I guess he could have gone into the, the health club there, and, and Tromaville Health Club, and... Just hopped in the pool. Hopped in the pool or the hot tub or something. But, but, but. there was that sign that, that forbids people from with skin conditions this from jumping true. in the pool. This is true. So and, and he, he is just following the rules. Yeah, he is a by-the-rules kind of a guy. Uh, unless he's driving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, by that point, he's a monster. 
he's he's the monster hero. So I feel like in that decision to go home, he's still kind of Melvin. So right. he he still adheres to like I can't go in the the health club where I'm a, an employee. I have to respect the sign. Where can I go? I gotta go home. Yeah, I I can kind of see that. There is a very big change, not just physically. He's, yeah, he's mentally he's a very different person. He does change. You know that toxic I'm, waste is amazing. And that was that was because early on in the movie, like I know, I can predict certainly where the this is going basically that Melvin is going to be the toxic Avenger. Yeah. It's, and it's I'm like set the, up that way. He's, yeah. he's a very not heroic character. There. Right. And right. it was like, this is our hero. Oh man. Like what's this going to be like when yeah. he's the monster? Like what, what is going to happen? Well, he's a completely different person is what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Complete that. He went head first into that toxic waste barrel. Yeah, and so, so it, the, whatever it is seeped into his brain and uh, made yeah. him a completely different person. Yeah. Rewired everything, you know, the little yeah, synapses uh, were popping. And <laughs> yeah, his, his voice was very fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very intellectual <laughs> and, and yet very violent and angry at times. Yes, and, yeah. Uh, that's one of the very things. Very polite at the same time. <laughs> right. No, he's he's a nice guy. <laughs> That's why the townspeople love the monster hero, you know? Yeah. Like, he does bad things at times. Maybe he does some, you know, t- some transgressions against the, the townsfolk. But, hey, you know, at the end of the day, they know he's a nice guy, you know? like the He'll, he'll rescue your kitten from a tree. Or, yeah. He, or... he, his heart is in the right place. That, that has, that's actually something else I was wondering. There's a scene where he gives this baby back to this woman. Yeah. But it never shows you where the baby was or why it needed rescuing. <laughs> it's just like, here's a baby. Like, where did that come from? I mean, you, you get the idea that something <laughs> happened and this baby needed help. Yeah. And he was able to provide that help. Yeah. But my first thought was, oh, it's a kitten in the in a tree, and it was, no, that's a baby. What? How would a baby have gotten in the tree? <laughs> no, what's going on here? Where did that baby come from? <laughs> How did that baby get somewhere it, that needed help? It doesn't even look like it can crawl yet. <laughs> well, what what matters is that it needed help, and, and and then it got help from the Toxic Avenger. Yeah, His so. heart was in the right place, and so in in Tromaville where. They are used to these people of power, like like the the mayor, who's a complete asshole, and I feel like people know that he's an asshole. They're used to these pow- these people with power abusing them and taking advantage of them, but then the toxic adventure is there for them. He's a man of the people. Yeah, and he even got t-shirts. They got the T-shirts. I have one Ooh. in my closet. <laughs> it's special. <laughs> yeah, I do. I bought it from Troma not too long ago. Well, I mean, eight years ago or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there was something else I was going to mention. What the hell was it? Well, I've, the T-shirt blew me off the track. I, I did not not expect you to have a T-shirt. Yeah, I have one. I don't know. If they, they, they put them up for sale every now and then, hmm. and I... I happened upon it the only color they had at the time uh that i bought it was um like full-on neon green oh <laughs> well, there you go so it is quite the loud t-shirt yeah the uh 
Same color as the toxic waste. Huh? Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. So um, uh, I'm not so much the loud kind of guy, so I don't really <laughs> wear it. That just means you're preserving it. It is. It's it's, it's, it's almost treasure. it's almost brand new. Yeah. Uh, I wear it every once in a while. You know, when I get my taxi on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no! Now, now I remember what it was. I I uh, I did find it very funny that when he takes his girlfriend home and they're living in in the dump. Yes. Is the, oh, I love his little dump home. Yeah, yeah and he makes it <laughs> into this little. I love how he puts up a photo. <laughs> Of the girl's dog that she can't see because she's blind. <laughs> so I'm like, I I see this as this nice gesture to, yeah. your, to your girlfriend that will never actually be appreciated. <laughs> well, you know, he he tells he, he probably said, hey, you know, put your dog up on the wall, and it's a you know dog she loved, so she. She trusts Toxie that he's telling the truth that there is a picture of the dog. Yeah. So uh did like the uh he kept the mommy sign yes. hanging up in, <laughs> in his house and had that all set up. That that was a nice scene going on there. Yeah, I love that that dump home. I just I don't know, there's something about that when he makes it into his own little place. I, just, I love it. I don't remember if that's in two and three. Well two he's in japan for most of it but it's definitely in the fourth one Hmm. and um the guy who plays melvin um comes back for the fourth one also (laughs) Ooh, interesting (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, i'll just uh, you know leave that one hanging there (laughs) i think that house was in the cartoon maybe not certainly not precisely yeah probably not exactly but i think they did their their hideout yeah, there's a little fortress house the, of goodness in, yeah. was in this toxic waste dump with just this ramshackle that makes sense crap going on it was just that was their base of operations yeah. so that was a a little uh, callback to the cartoon that uh, that my memories it seems like like something that that's kind of base level starter pack yeah, toxic avenger story you know yeah you, you got to have the hideout you got to have yeah you gotta have a base of operations if you're a superhero. I mean, yeah, definitely. A superhero yeah. doesn't have a base. You gotta have a you know, a group home, you know, yeah. a place to launch out. They probably had a vehicle or some sort. I imagine they did. Yeah. Those '80s uh, kids superhero shows always a little, a little doom had buggy some or of, something. Some kind of vehicle. <laughs> yeah. Some kind of some kind of Van, junk heap. They, yeah, jalopy. Yeah, some some kind of trashy vehicle made out of <laughs> junk. I'm sure. And yeah. Perhaps coated in toxic waste. And Probably, like, fueled by toxic waste or something. Something weird and random. I always found that a little weird, that the toxic crusaders, I guess, were uh, they were out to stop the things that had given them their powers. So it's... Yeah. Uh, it was a, an interesting... Yeah, well... You know, they were given powers, but I feel like... Not everyone affected by toxic waste is necessarily getting powers. They could right. just be getting, you know, uh, an extra arm. I mean, not that that would be a bad thing, but <laughs> necessarily. But um, they could just be getting lesions and boils. Right, lesions <laughs> and boils. You know, that pop and burn, and you know, who knows? Yeah, you know? right. And so I feel like they're they're fighting back against that kind of, you know, like. The people are are being oppressed 
Right. Well, I think uh, I think that about uh, covers the the highlights of my journey. The uh, the things that stood out the most to me, anyway. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot more that, uh, <clears throat> if I watched it again, might stand out to me more on another yeah, watching. Perhaps, uh, perhaps. I think that kind of, uh, yeah. I think the key takeaway is that you enjoyed it. Yes, yes. Um, and so I feel like it's a good... I don't, I always, uh, B-movies are a weird thing because I feel like everybody's um, tolerance for certain things is different and everybody's sort of, the things they like is different, whatever. So B-movies more than like a normal movie, it's a little hard to say like, oh, this is a good one to like get into the the world of B-movies with or or... Oh, right. this is one that you know you're sure to like, or what? I don't, I don't necessarily know that B movies have that. Like, right. there are certain touchstones, like Toxic Avenger and maybe Troll Two, where you know they've become infamous for being, right? You know, like oh, these are weird, bad movies or whatever. Toxic Avenger is. <laughs> I shouldn't talk about Troll 2 in the same breath because <laughs> Troll 2 is like a totally different, like total actual piece of shit that is all that then transforms into something hilarious. Whereas Toxic yeah, Avenger is trying to be funny. Like it's yeah, trying I, to be a comedy. I think Toxic Avenger has competence behind it. It does. It it perhaps does not have budget behind it, but yeah. it has, you know, people who are actually trying to put out something good and, and knew how to do do something good right yeah no there's definitely a level of skill not necessarily <clears throat> refined skills right. um but but definitely a knowledge of of filmmaking and and stuff like that so yeah it's hard so anyway i i, I like the idea of um introducing you to b movies and with the site to other people to b movies but i'm always like i don't know <laughs> that it's ever going to be successful because it's such it feels like such a weird thing to get into like even for me it took a long time and many different movies to sort of like get used to them so anyway i can i can see that because this was an adjust this whole movie really was a kind of an adjustment period like even once i kind of just accepted the fact that this was going to be ridiculous and over the top there were still Thing, moments where I had to remind myself of that. Right, <laughs> it was just like, no, just just run with this. Still Don't. throwing you, and yeah. <laughs> do do not think about why there are samurai swords in a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> just... No, that that's one of the things. It's just yeah, just enjoy that. <laughs> uh, that that was perhaps the scene where I really wanted him to fight with the mop, though. Was yeah, to, to bust out the mop and just get into an actual martial arts. Uh, yeah, not much choreography in these movies. Right. But so. you can't really expect that, I don't think, from no. a movie like this. No, you can't. Um, in fact, I was rather impressed by what there was of the choreography to yeah. it. It was kind of like, oh, wow, they're they're trying to actually put together a real fight scene with this weird guy. And yeah. The ninja or whatever whips out the nunchucks and uh-huh. 
all that. And he rips stuff. off that guy's arm and starts beating the other dude with yeah, his arm. Yeah, yeah. Like how can you not like that? You gotta like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean there was there was an actual and there was an actual flow to that fight where he's yeah. you know dodging. There's attacks and counters and yeah, they, they were actually putting together a fight scene there, not just a uh, roar. I mean, big monster guy punching stuff. It right, was, right. So. And and um the setting of a fast food sort of place i feel like there's a, a level of commentary to that as well um again how much is there i don't know but i'm always um especially in b movies i'm i'm more impressed if there is a hint <laughs> than just nothing <laughs> and so like if i see a kernel that i can then like think about or whatever and I know Lloyd Coffin is interested in things like that. So I know that like there right. was probably a thought behind, oh, let's put it in a fast food place because fast food is becoming this global empire thing um, right. at that time. Yeah. So, because I, I feel like... Like there's guys that are just still eating the tacos while all like the guy like Toxie oh, is yeah, yeah. ripping his fucking arm off and the people are just like whatever just fucking still eating and shit. <laughs> I think it was the uh, the cops investigating. Yeah, were, they're they're all fucking eating, watching, just munching on <laughs> yeah. tacos. I was like, oh well, this guy's brutally torn to pieces. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. Just grab a taco and chow down. Yeah, and don't let that taco go to waste. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, I look forward to showing you more weird movies. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm always down for weird. Um, one of these days, we're going to watch a movie that we don't both like, and I I don't know how it, that's yeah, going to go I, down. Yeah, we, so far, that we've been pretty well in agreement <laughs> on movies so far. Yeah, so I, um someday I guess we'll watch a movie that we both think is shit and that will Well, be... that might happen too. <laughs> yes, I don't know. Uh, someday. Yeah, someday. But... Uh, it'll be interesting. Yeah, well <laughs> go the Siskel and Ebert route again. Yeah, two then. thumbs down. Uh but for now t- the today Toxic Avenger is not that movie. Yeah. Um, um... So usually I say at some point I used to say um, what was going to come up on the site that I kept forgetting. Um, but I do want to mention that this week, uh, after many weeks of, of um, there was a couple weeks where I was, uh, specifically took off. And then there was a few weeks where my cat died and I was like, I couldn't fucking bring myself to write anything. And it was very hard to get anything done. Um, but, but this week is the, the, the return of the Shaw Brothers series, uh, entering 1976. So, uh, hooray for me getting things back on track. All right. Um, Uh, I I have plans in the works. I'm not sure. How long it'll be? Plans in the works. All right. Well, I, I would expect in a a week or two or one or something <laughs> from when this posts, um, <laughs> that there there will be a review from me. All right. Well, we'll look forward to that. Yeah. Um, so. I'm assuming it's anime. It, it will be anime. <laughs> but, uh, 
straight to my door from Netflix. Ooh, straight to your door from Netflix. Or at least the mailbox at the end of the street, but whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Some some places here um, get mail straight to the door. My grandparents in Burbank, they used to get, they had a little slot in the door, and the, like, the guy still came by and put it in the door. And I saw the other day, I saw a male... Uh, a male person, a male lady, walking around with the little cart and the the bag on the shoulder, just like in, that they used to do in Burbank. So around here in Eugene, somewhere, somewhere, somebody is getting mail straight to their door. Well, but it's not you. No, no, I have, I have to walk to the end of the street. Which yeah, is, which I have is, to walk down the street too. Which is weird because it's at the end of the cul-de-sac, and you you would think they would put it at the front. But I guess it's at the... So they have to drive in. Yeah, all hmm. the way to the end of the cul-de-sac. To slap Maybe it's... The mailbox. Is, it, if it, is it like equidistant from every house? Um, Certainly not from every house. I just thought maybe they put it like in the middle of both houses or something. Oh, it's kind of... Or not both houses, but all of the... Both sides of the houses. I don't know what the fuck I'm trying to say. <laughs> no, I mean, it's basically in somebody's front yard and... yeah. I mean, it's it's not even in the center of the cul-de-sac. It's on one side of it, so you're... I don't know. It's hmm. weird. Yeah, because like, so. the one here is a couple houses down, and I think it only serves like this street. So for most people, it's probably about the same. Hmm. The guy at the end of the street has to walk farther than anybody else. But Right. I guess for the the people at the end of the cul-de-sac, it's only about a house or two away. Yeah. Well, maybe they're the ones that put the thing in. Maybe. And uh, maybe the other houses came later. Well, I know that was the other way around, that that those houses at the end came later. So maybe the mail was delivered to the door back then. Maybe. And then these new assholes moved in and built houses and <laughs> said, we're going to put a shared mailbox that you have to use. Huh. Who knows? L- little bastards. Who right? knows? These, these sons of bitches <laughs> put up their own mailbox. Maybe. 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 We don't know. And, and they're undoubtedly not the people who live there now. Probably not. Probably not. S- but you could uh, treat them like they might be the yeah. the same assholes. Yes, I I can still vent my yeah. righteous anger at them. You'd grumble as you walk past their house. <laughs> Shake your fists at their windows. How dare you do this to me? <laughs> All right. Well, it's enough of vague possible uh theories about who put the mailbox yeah, where. It's it's <laughs> it's one of those life's moments like why are there samurai swords in a Mexican restaurant? And, yeah, it is. And it's, when, it's, what happened to this baby? It's it, it's one of those things that you're ne- probably never going to know the answer to. Right, right. So it's a. Uh, it's left up to you to decide one life's little mysteries. Yeah. So. That's, Toxic it, Avenger. It, it, important life lessons. <laughs> you will never know the answers. Yes. To the, yes. To it's the, it's like life in that way. <laughs> it's really you know it really is uh, an art house experience. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, um, I will uh, draw my samurai sword and say adios. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sayonara. <laughs> Hello.
Mm, you're so full of shit, your baby blues are turning brown. It's cool, I like it.